0: Hey, hello everybody, it's Rob Case And Trevor Koppel. And as always, it's football in general, your favorite weekly football program of the week, the therapeutic session for me, and often the uh, the event session for Trevor.
1: Trevor, what's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> doing, doing well. Uh, ready to get into some of these headlines. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, man, yeah. Just some really crazy stuff. Uh, I wish I was more surprised uh, it's becoming too much of a cliche with some of these uh, illegal weapons charges that seem to, to plague these guys in the offseason.
0: Yeah, let's dive, let's dive right into it because we jumped into it. Uh, jumped the gun. Um, Frank sorry, <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Frank uh, Chiefs, defensive end, pass rusher, specialist, whatever you want to call him, Frank Clark. Um, charged with possession of assault weapon. Faces up to three years in prison. Why? Why, why, why? Why? Why does this happen so often?
1: It, it really doesn't make sense. Um, I, I, I certainly don't understand uh, what's so appealing about having, you know, one of these supercharged illegal firearms uh, and then driving around with it. Uh, it's it just another level of uh, makes you scratch your head.
0: And, and like, I'm not, I'm not, there's no way to explain it because at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's on Frank for doing this and he should know, especially going to the rookie symposium, having role models in his life, being a multimillionaire. I mean, being the face of the franchise, like uh, is not how you conduct yourself, but like I can't help but think it's kind of one of those things where it's like a product, you know, like a product of your environment, you know, and you kind of just you grow up, and oh, sure. things happen, you don't make the right decisions, and you maybe weren't, you didn't have the right parenting in your life, or something, and that kind of ended up with um, where you're at now, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to take accountability, and you're, you know, you're a professional athlete, go, try to go get help, go go to therapy, go go talk to somebody, you know, um, I, know I know it's not that easy, but that would certainly help, wouldn't you think, you know, and get your free time in the off season. Yeah, well, you
1: know? and, and that's what makes it, Really you know it's just it's a really a, a sad situation because if it's just about you know the experience of, of firing a gun like that I, I do understand that, that that excites some people quite a bit but there are places gun ranges where you could go and spend the money because he's got the money to fire some of these weapons legally um, they're just not legal. For the public to own certainly not legal to to drive around with them in your car um so it, it just you know it, it's a it's a bad situation that you you think could be easily avoided right
0: right and, well, and the other thing is like here and i can't help but think and i'm not trying to like class <laughs> or cast a bigger shadow on this on the kansas city team but like you know you're talking about like a year of turmoil there i mean the super bowl last year right Andy Reid's kid you know gets in a car accident he's an assistant coach for the team um kills you know a young uh a, a child right killed child's really injured another one and i think maybe the, the mom or something like that and head on collision when he was um you know drunk driving and then you got this and this has been going on for a year right? i i i don't know i I hate to. It's just sad. You know, it's sad. These guys are professional athletes. They're amazing players, and you want to see them on the field. You want to see the best players on the field, and you want to see the best coaches. And unfortunately, like, I don't. I don't know if there's like a, a come to come to Jesus, a reality check needs to happen with the team. But uh, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm very passionate about help and getting it, and especially if you listen to last week's episode. It's it's really just about being, a, 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 you know, just. This is this is a professional sport. Treat treat yourself in a professional manner, you know. So
1: not happy right. about it.
0: Not not happy about it at all. So, um a guy who's run into the law before, um, you know, he got dismissed from University of Michigan in twenty fourteen. Uh, domestic abuse was later pleaded on a misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge. I'm not sure how that happens. But I don't know, I, I think this guy's super, super talented and I like to see him get back on his feet. So you know, drop the guns, man. You know. Let's figure it out, so coming from therapist Rob here <laughs> so'm <laughs> I'm getting'm I'm getting on a soapbox I'm sorry uh okay, moving on to other people who have some some who have been in the the news more often than not and uh once again because this is therapy for me i, uh, I and it's okay uh, <laughs> I, I, get, I get to talk about Stefan Gilmore for a second uh Jeff, would you make of the news of Gilmore coming out and uh Coming down coming on the media. Well, There's a lot I, of things to say about this, but go you, you go first because I'm going to go first. Yeah. So I
1: mean, this this is uh, this is not surprising. Um, whether whether you agree completely with with how Stephon Gilmore sees himself, um, I don't think you can be surprised that uh, you know he you know he believes that he is one of the best uh, and he wants to get paid like he's one of the best. Um, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway for me, for what he's, uh, you know, reported to have said uh, this week, is that he doesn't want to be traded. So he's he's said that he's hoping that they'll come to terms and figure things out in New England. I don't know if that weakens his bargaining position or not, but uh, you know, he says he wants to get paid what he's worth, uh, but he doesn't want to be traded. So let
0: me ask you this, and this this goes along with some other news and some very low key player news. Nikhil Harry came out his agent came out in the same week here and requested a trade, which never happens in New England, like, rarely happens that, like, any player or Joe Schmo, uh, any Sokolov, if you're from New England, you know what I'm talking about, scumbag (laughs) Uh, agent comes out and says the things he did. Um, It begs me to wonder since when did New England's policy change in terms of letting players speak out to the media? You know,
1: I mean, it's definitely uh, feels like a bit of a paradigm shift. Um, this one, you know, th- this one is uh, just a, it's 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 different. This, you know, Nikhil Harry, uh, first round draft pick two seasons ago, hasn't really done much. Um, you know, his argument is that he hasn't had the opportunity to do much with the way. The Patriots' offense has been ran, Um, but you know that's no guarantee that he could just go play for a a better, uh, you know, a better passing offense and be a superstar. So I I think he has a much weaker position than someone like Stephon Gilmore does. But you're right; this this is definitely a little strange to hear all this in the media about you know I want this, I want that.
0: I, I want an ice cream bar bill <laughs> <laughs> Andy up man it's 111 degrees there in Arizona help me out you know someone in the mail or something but in all honesty I I just can't help but think there's something you know Tom Brady and and not surprisingly was a glue that held a lot of things together um, in the media uh, publicly you know professionally in that organization and Bill, man, he showed his colors last year. I mean, he went on and talked to Charlie Weiss on, on XM Radio and bitched about not having, sorry, you yeah, know, easy with the B word, Rob, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, went on and and, and 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 threw everybody under the bus except himself in terms of selling out for the salary cap to getting championships trading draft picks and blah, 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 you know, all the excuses you can make. And I don't think the I think the players, um, you know, I'm sure they respect him. He's a great coach. I'm, I I don't want to sound like a Belichick basher. I'm, like I said, I grew up in New England. I I, I understand he's a great coach, but I, I mean, this is getting pretty. Um, this is this is getting pretty intense. You know, your best player, and then some schmo, washed washed up first round pick, and his lawyer, yeah. and his, uh, his agent come out and make a statement about you. I'm sorry man. I I this, where there's where there's poop there's there's a skid. <laughs> so if you if you know what I mean. I, I don't know. I don't know about this, you know. So we'll have to monitor it moving forward, but um do you think I I, I mean how if you're Bill like what do you do to rectify this type, type of situation?
1: Well, I mean I I think with uh with the Nikhil Harry situation it, uh, it Bill has all the power there, you know. does. It's only only his third season, so he's still under a rookie contract. Um, And, uh, you know, he's really going to have to perform if he wants any success, wherever he ends up. Um, You know, there's so many talented athletes trying to make it as wide receivers, and a lot of the successful ones, they have to start out you know, getting most of their snaps on special teams. Um, So I think that's one of those positions where it doesn't matter who you play for. You really have to earn it if you're going to be, you know, a top three wide receiver in in any offense. So I I don't think that this will be big news for long. Um, And so whether or not he stays in New England has very little to do, in my opinion, with what he wants. It's more about whether or not uh, Belichick wants to keep him or, uh, you know, thinks he can get, you know, more than he's worth out of him. Oh, wait, listen, so. it was
0: me. I just let him rot.
1: <laughs> I mean, just sit him on the bench later. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like, no, no, no. I mean, what what is, you know, I said if he can right. get good value for him. I don't know that he can get anything of value for this guy right now. He he missed most of his first season due to injury. Um put together nothing stats last year and there's just there's just no reason to think that he's going to go somewhere else and be this special player that that his agent is, is you know touting him as right now
0: but he's a he's a big guy and he can go up for the ball but he can't run and run a route or he can't get open <laughs> he's like a
1: lot of a lot of big guys got drafted this year yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. And, and like I said, he's, he's under a rookie contract. He hasn't done anything. Um, I, I, I saw his stats a while ago. I don't have them right in front of me, but it's not good. And yeah. he, he was ranked,
0: out of, in the last two years he's been in the league, he was ranked 99th out of 100 in terms of the ability to get open. He was open 25.8% of the time. What does that tell you? Yeah, I think I, I think last year he caught 33 yeah. balls. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I caught 33 balls the other day. I just because I can't because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like I, I just don't you know I I think I think he looked lost in the field he had those holding calls and uh, I think it was the Rams game he, I, I mean in several other games you know he just looks lost man I don't think he's a good fit for this offense and good riddance, as far as I'm concerned so anywho uh, but to get off yeah. my uh, Patriots soapbox and therapy session thank you I uh, have to bill my insurance company uh, I appreciate it um, <laughs> uh, what do you think about the XFL officially saying they're coming back in 2023 again
1: <laughs> I mean it's it's exciting news um, gosh it, it feels like a lifetime ago that we were getting excited about the return of the xFL in 2020 um, and now just uh you know we, we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer um, it, you know if it's I, I'm not. I haven't even looked at it closely. If it, if they're still going to make it a spring league, then I'm extremely excited. Um, but uh, I guess they've got some uh, negotiations in place with the CFL to to move uh, at least one team from the CFL into the XFL. That's that's pretty interesting stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean. I, there were some reports about the Toronto Argonauts possibly moving to the XFL. I mean, is this a, is that that's even a lateral it is. move? I, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it, what <laughs> I, I, that's an interesting uh, debate. Right. Um, so, like, what kind? Let me ask you this: so, like, what would an XFL CFL relationship look like in your opinion?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting uh, topic. And the thing is, you know, I, I'll say this for the XFL: if they bring in CFL teams. I think that does take a, a step towards uh, legitimate stability because you're moving teams into the league that have established fan bases, um, established uh, history with those teams. Uh, you know, without having to reach all the way back to the to the last uh, you know iteration of the XFL. He hate me. You wouldn't take him back. Or Tommy Maddox.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about Vince McMahon? Welcome to the XFL. I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> but you know I, mean. <laughs> I take all that back. Please, 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 give me all the the weird shit they used to do on the XFL. I, I love it. <laughs> Golly. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like the last iteration of the XFL. That's what you mean. You don't mean the original iteration of the XFL. You mean okay. You're right. Sorry. You mean the the second. I I thought it was pretty competitive, and they're on ESPN. And honestly, they were, they went back to some of their roots with the, the production, which was super um, way ahead of its time back in 2000, probably even still um, in 2020. Um, I'll be honest, I had a soft spot. I, I can't remember the name of the team off the top of my head. I think it was um, the LA Wildcats, and I like the DC Defenders, and I can't remember the names of the teams, but I thought they were really entertaining to watch. Um, the, the jerseys look good. They had starter jerseys. It kind of reminds you of another time in the league, back in the mid-90s, you know, um, yeah, I was for it, I was all for the XFL when it first got relaunched, and then COVID took everything away from us <laughs> again, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, any any, origin- any memories for you, Trev, what, 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 what do you got?
1: I mean, I I never watched a lot of it, I, I remember thinking that the, the football looked really cool, yeah um so i i mean like like a lot of you know kids that age i went out and got you know a, a red and black football because it was just awesome
0: mm, mm, that red and black football was, was pretty cool it's like a spalding ball right yeah, yeah yeah that was pretty awesome it was like extreme like that was a those were extreme colors like that's definitely extreme right there um well worth a deep dive i think um you know in the future talking about maybe the original iteration of the xfl how it came to be and what happened and what led to its demise and a lot of it um you know no surprise was because of money and ratings and that's the biggest thing here and with the second one it was actually doing really well in terms of ratings and covid crushed it so that was unfortunate um but moving on uh trev i'm gonna let you go (laughs) this one first (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you can already feel the the, the the blood pressure boiling. But what did you think about... Adam, okay, before we before I tell you what you asked, let me give the listeners a little overview. Adam Rank, NFL Network, he's like the main nerd guru of football stats over there. Came out with a top five wide receiver fantasy list for 2021 on Instagram. I think he might even put it on one of the NFL live shows. They're all hard to keep track of now. They all look the same. But... Um, what did you think of that list, even the, given the five you saw?
1: So I'm looking at it right now and, and even you know not this isn't even the first time I've looked at it, and I'm, I'm no less confused. Um, I, 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 it's tough to even know where to start right. to begin to criticize this top five list. Um, It'd it, it almost be easier to start with the things that do make sense. And, and really, that's just uh, you know, Tyreek Hill. His uh, his production is undeniable. He's going to be in much the same offense with a better O line, um, and uh, you, know, just, you know, it's just just a really safe pick. Huge production. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson. Uh, uh, again, very similar situation to last year. Um, a little, a little bit of upgrades to the offensive line, but uh, you know, no clear-cut competition added to that wide receiver roster. So I think Justin Jefferson makes a lot of sense going into his sophomore season. But you know, they've got Calvin Ridley at number two. Uh, I, I don't even think I put him on my top five. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I'm not sure DeAndre Hopkins is going to be. I mean, he's going to be great. I don't know if I'd lock him in at top five. And AJ Brown is going to be splitting targets with Julio Jones now. Uh, I, I just don't see them in terms. I mean, th- these guys are great wide receivers, but if we're talking top five fantasy wide receivers for the 2021 season, this this I, I don't. I wouldn't have AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, or. DeAndre Hopkins in my top five.
0: These fantasy Bobos. That's what they are. They're fantasy Bobos. Yeah. And, and they just they spend way too much time calculating algorithms and stats. And instead of just watching football. <laughs> and then They're watching individual players. Well, just watch the teams. You know? Like, just watch how everybody plays. Watch them how to run routes. Watch how good they are at their positions. You don't understand why people draft them the way they do or why you, we think your list is crap. You know? Um. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I'm I, I'm not even sure AJ Brown is the best fantasy wide receiver on his right, team.
0: Right, right. <laughs> uh, and and the thing is, and I get it. I don't know if he's basing it that like Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be on Green Bay. Okay, and Devontae Adams going to spill or he quits or da 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 da. He's just not taking taking a risk of his rankings. Uh, maybe he is. He seems like he is. I don't know if it's a calculated risk. You know, I don't know if it's if it's rum and rum fueled or what have you but um, I'm looking at this list. How do you not have Devontae Adams in a top five fantasy list? He was no, I, I 100.
1: think 100. you're right. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams should be on this list. Um, I, I, I think if you want to go out on a limb for somebody, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Amari Cooper with a healthy quarterback. Right. Um, I think uh, I think Stephon Diggs. I mean, Stephon Diggs, no one's going to be surprised if he's a top five earner and fantasy wide receiver this year. Um, He had an absolutely amazing season last year. The, the bills aren't going anywhere. Um, They're, they're definitely going to, you know, funnel targets his way, just like last season. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I'm trying to think like, I, how does like, even like a guy like, okay, DK Metcalf, third year in the league. Receivers hit their prime, three. This you know between three year and, uh, between yeah year three and six, right? He's third year in the league, so yeah. And, and you could say the same. Whoa, Rob, then you got to pay AJ Brown on the list. No, I don't, because <laughs> he's got to he's got to share, he's to share targets with uh, Julio Jones, and um, yeah, I, I and I think he's I honestly don't think he's very durable, uh, AJ Brown.
1: So you know, right? Well, and I, I think. You know, there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to these guys' production. Um, you know, at a certain point, the Titans are going to be able to just run out the clock, literally, with Derrick Henry. And then, you know, if, you're, if, if A.J. Brown didn't have a big first half, he's done. Well,
0: <laughs> and going back to what I said, and we, we, I think it was the second or third episode we did in this, why should I believe that their offense is going to be better on a third offensive quarter in three years? Why should right. I believe that? So if you're telling me Ryan Tannehill is going to have a third offensive coordinator in three years, the guy has been, I would say, a bull above average at best in his career, especially in the last three years above average, right? He hasn't done anything in the playoffs, but he's been good. Right. I I, I, I don't know. I, I, And it's going to take time to work out the kinks, especially with them. Like, They're not, probably not going to play any, any in the preseason. I just don't... You know, AJ Brown's a great receiver. Honestly, got passed up by way too many people when he got drafted, and even last year in the fantasy in a lot of fantasy drafts, he got he got passed up. To tell me that he's
1: there. oh yeah there, don't see. yeah we're we're not arguing about their individual talent. It's more about their situation, right? right.
0: Um, so so let me ask you this, and this is on Johnny on the spot here, Trevi on the spot. Uh, give me your, the give me the the Copple ten, <laughs> the, 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 the 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 ten copplers. Of receivers here who, who would you for wide receivers right, right. oh man I, I don't even have a list in front of okay, me so, so let's do this. how about i say a name you tell me whether or not you can see in the top 10 rather than just one through 10 is that, is that okay right? okay yeah uh let's go tyler
1: lockett so that that's really the question with uh with dk metcalf is is he going to eclipse tyler lockett this year i'm going to predict that he does and so I'm going to leave Tyler Lockett out of the top out ten. Of the
0: top ten. Okay. Okay, so we're trying to keep track of this. This is going to be hard. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so we got DK Metcalf, question mark. Okay, but no Tyler Lockett. Okay. How about um, let's look at a guy down in Carolina who would probably be the number one receiver, DJ Moore. Top ten. So... Fantasy receivers, by the way. Sorry.
1: Right, we're talking fantasy. I'm going to go ahead and put him in my top ten. Okay. Okay. Um, Because I I don't think that they have a whole lot else working for them through the air. Um, I think that, you know, their number two wide receiver is going to be CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Um, But, no, I think DJ Moore is going to, you know, he's going to to catch a lot. He's going to score a lot. Um, Let's see. Uh,
0: Let's go through the list here. Okay. Coming back to, well, let's see if Justin Herbert makes a big stride. Do you think Mike Williams or Keenan Allen would be in the top 10
1: or top 12? So I do. I, yeah, I actually really like both those guys. Again, with this one, it's, it's a real question of how balanced they are between, because they're both incredible wide receivers. Um, I gotta lean away.
0: Uh, I see, yeah, I knew this. I knew this would be hard for you. I knew it.
1: <laughs> I, I think I would probably give the edge to Williams okay, this Mike season. Williams. Okay,
0: uh, better over the top player. He—he—he's he, he's the touchdown scorer. Keenan Allen's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's just—he's just he's a, he's absolutely a more or less. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go back up here. Uh, Calvin Ridley. So. Justin you know, I, I could, I could
1: really, uh, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think Calvin Ridley is going to be a top ten wideout this year. Just all my um, listeners in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, sorry Atlanta. There they go. Um, I don't think this is your year, Atlanta.
0: It has been for a while. 28-3. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Uh, C.D. Lamb.
1: Ooh. I, so, I mean, I, I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. I think he's going to be a big part of what, you know, is, spreads out the defenses. But I'm not ready to put CeeDee Lamb in my top ten. Um, I still think that uh, – oh, I just said his name. Mike um, Keenan, Keenan Allen, Cam Ridley. No, 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 the, in, in uh, Dallas. Uh, uh, Cooper. Uh, yeah. Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper's in my top ten
0: heard it first, Mari Cooper in the top ten. Okay, um, let's see, Stefan Diggs.
1: Yeah, Stephon Diggs, top ten. Um, don't even really need to think about that one. Um, you know, I, I, I watched him every week when he played in uh, in Minnesota, and and the guy, I mean, he's one of those players that is so much fun to watch because he just he he pulls tricks right out of his hat. Um. And as long as he is the guy through the air in that offense, he just he finds a way to make incredible catches and score touchdowns. Um, he's going to have another huge year. Adam Thielen, the Great White Hope. Ooh. Um,
0: <laughs> Maybe not in this
1: case. You know I like Adam Thielen a lot. I really like Adam Thielen. I'm not going to put him in my top ten. Um, that might sound a little crazy. Um, I I I just don't think that the touchdowns are going to be there this time around. Uh, the way the offense is developing, um, he's definitely a chain mover, and and he has added value in PPR leagues because he's just he's going to catch the ball a lot. But uh, I think it's become pretty clear who the deep threat is there. Mike Evans. So I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and say Justin Jefferson is in uh, my I top had ten. I
0: it yeah. <laughs> I figured as yeah. <laughs> <mind. laughs> Mike, uh, Mike Evans.
1: Mike Evans. Ooh. Um, you know, the, Tampa, predicting the way things are going to go for Tampa Bay is so tricky. But uh, you know, even even when uh, they were going through those terrible years with uh, Jameis Winston, you could still count on Mike Evans to, uh, to really produce. I, I put him in that rare category with guys like Julio Jones. Um, I think Mike Evans will be top ten.
0: Top ten. Uh, I don't know how many people we got. I think that's eight. Uh, I'm trying to write him down. But I'm... I was going to say my top ten might include 15 guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, they're all special, so they all got to be on there. <laughs> Very special. Okay. Uh, what about um, a D Hop, a boy, DeAndre Hopkins? If you haven't already mentioned him.
1: Yeah. Um, remind me who who did they bring in? Um, so they drafted uh, Rashad yeah.
0: Bateman in the second round. Uh, I, I believe Purdue um, receiver, and they also have Anthony right. Isabella, They got a couple other. Got Christian Kirk, another
1: second round uh, receiver. That's right. So, and I I think Christian yeah. Kirk is going to just continue to get better. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is an absolutely amazing wide receiver. Um, he, he he just he doesn't make any mistakes. Um, you know. So I, I I I hate to do it, but I, I'm gonna leave him out of my top ten in terms of fantasy points. Um, I think I think that the Arizona Cardinals could be I mean, they, they could be a Super Bowl team uh, at the end of the season, but I don't. I, I think that that offense is going to be very well-rounded. Um, I think that they're going to play good defense this year, and I just don't think that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be top 10. So we 10. just lost our
0: whole fan base in Arizona. So, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Come you're on.
0: You're killing me, Trevor. I mean, literally. This, this is, this is fantasy. I mean, this uh, isn't uh, real. Yeah, right. This ain't real. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can to, you know, to pick pipelines of people out here, and you just keep crapping all over it. So, it's
1: okay. I mean, if you want to, if you want to hear, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah. I'm wrong about DeAndre Hopkins. I would love to see him just, you know, put together an MVP to caliber season. I just, I'm not predicting it. Let me it. ask you
0: this: This is a little bit off the beaten path. There, this isn't a top ten conversation, but I'm curious because I see Robert Woods' name on a list I'm reading right now. Who is whoever the number one receiver in? LA is going to be, and LA is, are they going to be a top 15 fantasy receiver this year?
1: Man, so that that's an, a great question, and that's one of the reasons, you know, we, we've already talked about it a bit, the, the regular season can't get here fast enough, um, Pitching attention. I'm really excited to see what kind of situation comes out of uh, Matthew Stafford's addition to, to a Sean McVay uh, Rams team um, because I mean we, we we I mean we can see fireworks out of this offense and uh, you know I, I'm not ready to predict that uh, you know Robert Woods or Cooper Cup are going to be top ten fantasy wide receivers I think they're both you know have to be drafted. In a, in a fantasy league. They're both going to be producers. But uh, how it's going to shake out is almost impossible to predict uh, from where I'm sitting. Um, but uh, I, I, with with a guy like Stafford, I think the sky's the limit. So Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I can't disagree. I, you know, could uh, shoot Sean Jackson. I mean, he has a rebound season. I would highly doubt that one. But, you know, there's stranger things that happen in this world. Robert Woods, um, of course you got uh, Cooper Cup. You know uh, Andrew Everett, the tight end there. Um, the other tight end, <laughs> okay, can't remember his name. Good job, Rob. <laughs> um, you know it, it's uh, Tyler Higbee. Sorry, there we go. Um, I I think they got a really diverse offense over there. I, I kind of you know I kind of wish they had did they they didn't draft the receiver, did they in the draft? So I, I guess. Me being selfish, I like to I would have liked to see a little more firepower with McVeigh because he can do so much with guys in space. And those zone runs are so deadly, you know, on that offense. But yeah. Um okay, last one. Uh, DJ Chark. Ooh. Um considering Trevor Lawrence first year, you know, they got Marvin Jones in the other side. Yeah, well, you know,
1: I'm, I'm optimistic. I I don't know if I can put him in a top ten. Uh, uh, but I mean 20.
0: Let's, let's get a little better.
1: Yeah, I, I can put him in the top fifteen. I I'll say I won't be surprised if he's in the top fifteen, just because you you hear so many people can't say enough good things about the way Trevor Lawrence throws the ball. Um, or Koppel? Oh, no. You know I yeah <laughs> I mean I think. Uh, you know, they they might have some things to figure out with that offense and the offensive line there, but uh, you know, we might we might see a situation where Lawrence to Chark is what saves that team. Um, so uh, you know, it really is up to Chark if Chark can get open. Uh, we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to be able to get him the ball on anywhere on yeah. the field. Um, so uh, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I, I
0: I agree. I I just think Chark is such a home run hitter. Like I might be going back on some things I said earlier, and, and God forbid, man, I can't remember what I said in some of these shows. So you know, just bear with me here, okay? <laughs> you know, um, I think 14 yards of reception, and that's with like crappy quarterback play. I'm I'm looking at like a boost there. I mean, like I could see him going over a thousand this season as long as he stays healthy. And they got the, the Visca Chenault. Like I said, Marvin Jones. They got the guy from the running back. Um, and they drafted from Clemson there in the first round alongside Lawrence. So I'm, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, I think he could jump right into that 15-20 spot. He's got a swagger. He's been on the team for a while. He, I think he was on that AFC Championship team even. So, yeah, he's a chark. Let me ask you this. Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh, right? Um a guy I right. really like, five ten, one eighty three, super fast. When does he enter like a top twenty conversation in terms of wide receivers? Because I don't think it'll be like quick, but Juju and him and uh, Chase Claypool. Is it? Do you think his fantasy numbers will be affected by Ben Roethlisberger, or what? What are we looking? for? Johnson. Well, so I, I think you nailed it right there. I
1: think that, uh, it, I mean, especially for the wide receivers, the fantasy points, they all flow through Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and, uh, you know, old, old Ben's getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, he still looks like he's got it. But uh, it really does come down to what we see out of Ben Roethlisberger this season as to whether or not these guys are, you know, wide receiver threes or wide receiver ones. Um, and, uh, you know, they've, they've got some, some turnover on the offensive line. It's certainly going to affect things. Uh, and I, I, our listeners have heard me say it before, that that offense, as great as Ben Roethlisberger is, they really like to rely on moving the ball on the ground. Um, so I, I just don't think that there's quite the reliability you're looking for uh, when you're talking about you know top 10, top 15 fantasy wideouts. Yeah, I,
0: I think he could move in there. See, and this is my thing with Deontay Johnson, which drives me nuts. You know, you got these guys that like are so good in space, and I talked about it maybe in the first couple of weeks, like you got these, like the spread players. That's what I call them. They're spread players. They're, they're, they're the benefit of the spread system. A guy who's 5'10", 173 in another era would get killed. You know, but because everything's yeah, open yeah. and they everybody blocks up field and they run screens and motions all the time, he I don't I I guess you could say the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think he has a lot of potential to make more yards, like a Tyree Kill sort of role, sort of like Mold. And instead they just sort of like they play him in a slot. You know, um, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> he just has more potential than that. Um, that's just that's my opinion. I think he's an excellent. He's like an excellent prospect. And he's 25 years old too. I mean, you know, let's get him moving here. You know, let's 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 get him let's get him molded. <laughs> um, one guy I really want to talk about, I and mean, I guess we're just going to do a wide receiver preview for the rest of the show. That's where we're in, because you know I've been, I'm just, I'm <laughs> been tra- traumatized and triggered by by the NFL Network enough in my life, and especially over the last uh, several days since I've read that Instagram article, I, all I could do was be offended and sad and uh, stricken with grief and staying up all night. But um, I. I I can't help but think a guy like Henry Ruggs, Um, you know, Oakland receiver, Jerry Judy, Denver, second-year players. Like I mentioned earlier, I think most wide receivers hit their prime in their year three when they get everything really kind of figured out. What do you think of those two guys, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy?
1: No, I I mean, so uh, Jerry Judy especially – I mean, depending on who ends up under center for the Broncos, uh, Jerry Judy could have a, a hell of a 2021 season. Um, you know, Ruggs it depends more on, on the development of, uh, uh, what's his name, Carr, and whether or not he can really step up his game uh, the way everyone in Las Vegas is hoping he will. Um, but no, I, I think that these guys have a ton of potential.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I, I especially Judy, man. I, I mean, I I was watching. Yeah, I, <laughs> I sound like a, f- a football crack fiend right now. <laughs> I was on, I was on Instagram the other day watching a Jerry Judy highlight route highlight video. Oh God, it was just insane. I mean, he literally broke a route like a like a a, a Z route and cut this guy's his ankles like right at his. Right as Achilles, I mean it was just nasty, you know. So R.I.P. that guy's Achilles. I think, yeah. And, and this is the thing, man. It kills me. And this happens all the time in the NFL. Like crappy quarterback play, great receivers, you know. So we're gonna watch Drew Lock throw a freaking pass to Jerry Judy. I- that's what you're gonna make me do? Right. I- I'm gonna have to see that right. in the red zone like once a day. Like, <laughs> like, come on.
1: Well, and you know, and he had a great season last year for a rookie. Um, so I, I think that at the very least I'm expecting him to have a better year this year than he did last year. Um, but if he gets somebody like Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, holy crap, um, this guy would be the limit. Um, but but even uh, you know uh, uh, even even just with Teddy Bridgewater, I'd expect him to have a much better season than he did last year. So uh, I think uh, I think he's going to be a fun one to keep keep your eye on.
0: He's sharp, man. I, I think he could be one of the elite route runners in the NFL. Jerry Judy, um, Henry Ruggs, his speed is like so. Oakland Raiders esque like somewhere. Al Davis is like salivating in his grave, you know. Like he, he <laughs> and, he, and, and a, you know he's a great, he's a he's a great top line speed. Um, I just I don't know. You know, in a in a in a in a league where you can get seasons like Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, you know, you get Henry Ruggs. you know, um, and like I said, I think they hit their, I think they, I need to say it again, but I think they really do hit their stride in year three. So, like, do you? Let me ask you this: Do you think Jerry Judy or Ruggs would be like a really good value at the end of like a, a fantasy draft, like fifteenth round, sixteenth round, sort of deal? Oh.
1: You know, big yeah. time. Uh, you know, if, if these guys fall to the lower rounds and you're still trying to to fill out your wide receiver core, um, man, they, they have incredible upside potential, um, and they play for teams. Let's face it, they play for teams that are going to be, uh, you know, down in the second half when you get these, you know, get these guys a lot of targets. Right. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. That is very true. Uh, I
0: like that point, yeah. Because I mean, especially Rugs. Like, okay, so if they're down, like, this is John Gruden's make-or-break year. <laughs> like, if you're losing, yeah, toss it, throw it up in the air. See if this guy can go grab it down somewhere down the field. You know? Um,
1: no. Well, and that's what I mean. I, I just see. I see both of these teams are going to be facing. Uh, let's just say an above-average uh, number of you know third-down and ten situations. Um, and so these guys are gonna get targets, yeah.
0: yeah, and 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 like you get okay, you get a flex, maybe you get a wide receiver one, you know, like we'll see, you know. I I think there's a lot of potential for Rugs or Judy potentially, especially with Cortland Sutton coming back for torn ACL. Like for Judy, like dude, 13th, 14th round or whatever DraftKings, however that works. I don't know. I don't know how DraftKings works. This is, this is King of Drafts, I guess. I don't know but you pay money or something to get them, right? You pay very minimal money, and you pick them up somehow. Um, sounds great to me. Uh, what about a guy like Gabriel Davis? He played on Buffalo last year. I saw a lot of him because, you know, I'm a, I am watch the Patriots, big AFC East guy. Do you got anything on uh, Mr., Mr. Davis, big home run hitter? So, I mean,
1: I think he's a good player. Yeah. Um, I just think that the situation in terms of fantasy points is pretty—it's uh, pretty figured out there. Um, I, Gabriel Davis—I don't like to think this way—but he could be a good player to stash um, if something happens to Stephon Diggs. Uh, Gabriel Davis's value would skyrocket. Um, I, I, I nobody wants to see that happen. Diggs, is uh, you, you've heard me say he's just an amazing player to watch. Yes, so um, get it over and over again. <laughs> yes, God. yes, yes. So uh, Gabriel Davis, I think, is yeah. great. Um, we, we could see a situation where it evens out a bit there in terms of who's getting the ball and who's getting the touchdowns. Um, but right now, I, I I'd see him more as a stash option.
0: What about a guy like Darnell Mooney in Chicago? Allen Robinson still hasn't agreed on a new contract with Chicago, like maybe he holds out. I don't think he attended any of the training camp stuff. Um, do you think a guy like Darnell Mooney, who actually impressed a lot last year and was very electric in Chicago's offense, could make like a like a stash spot? Like a very a good stash player? Depending on what happens with, with Robinson.
1: I mean, absolutely. I mean, if Allen Robinson isn't there, uh, Mooney is almost the automatic uh, wide receiver one in that offense. Um, there's a lot of optimism that they're going to be a lot better, a lot more prolific offense through the air this year. Um, well, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, but you've heard me say that this Bears team, they could be, re- they really could be going places. And if they are, then Mooney's going to be a big part of it. Um, it just kind of depends on what we see. Out of Double uh, O Dalton, and and when we see Justin Fields take over. Oh yes, the old uh, the old red
0: red rifle. <laughs> <The old> red <laughs> rifle, yeah. See what see what kind of aim he has this year. Um, how about a guy like uh, Scotty Miller out in Tampa Bay? Slot, slot guy came up big in the big in the uh, playoffs. Showed that he could actually stretch the field. He made a great over the shoulder catch against Green Bay thought he was really good at the super bowl you know um maybe a julian edelman type guy i don't know maybe that's too much right so I, I
1: i really i really like him mostly because of uh who he's paired up with in tom brady um you know tom brady can definitely get the most out of these elite wide receivers but we know what he really likes and that's the uh, the quick underneath get open move the ball down the field type of type of wide receiver, so uh, I, I like yeah. it a lot.
0: Yeah, I I think I think like he's another PPR guy, right? A little stat
1: stat. Absolutely, to he's West gonna he's gonna you know he might not get a touchdown every week, but he's probably gonna get ten catches right. every week. Um, it, I like. I
0: guess, it. Okay, so we're going down to the the final. Ten or fifteen minutes here. Of the program. What do you think? Okay, so this is interesting, right? Should we trust old L Beckham Beckham Jr. to make any sort of leap back into like fantasy
1: folklore? Man, uh, I know. I know people really want it. Um, gosh, uh, you know his his fantasy relevant. It, it seems like such a distant distant memory at this point. Um, and, you know, he's definitely on a team that is well-balanced, uh, you know, very, you know, high production, uh, offense. I, I really do feel like that, that team, as much as I, you know, as much as I love, uh, oh, what's his name, their quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, I, I really do think that that offense runs through the running backs right now. Um, I think they've got maybe the best running back duo in the league, and that's kind of what makes the passing offense work is Baker Mayfield can kind of, uh, you know, he, he's got a couple, you know, the, the play action works really well because of how much they have to respect the run, Um both those running backs are good at helping pick up the blitz when they need to, and Baker gets to move around the pop pit and just find whoever's open. So, really, whether you know which which of his wide receivers that that produce more, it's kind of on the wide receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I think with Stefanski being the head coach too, it's kind of like if you can't. Do my I and mean, granted it's you said it's more of a running offense, but if you can't do anything in a Kevin Stefanski offense, I don't know. I mean, Odell got hurt last year. He's he's always kind of hurt. I don't know if he has like a frame really built for football at this point. Well, <laughs> that sounded that came off really <laughs> condescending, controversial. <laughs> I, you know, speaking especially the guy speaking behind a a, a computer here. <laughs> so <laughs> um, you know, I I, I don't. I just think that like sometimes injuries catch up with you. And granted, he could come back and have a great season. I'm not doubting that. It's just like I mean, like you said, do they? I mean, do they really need him? Do they really need him to do much? Well, so that's you know? what I
1: mean. I, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if Jarvis Landry has more catches.
0: Right, and and he, and he should. He gets open, you know, and and absolutely dependable. He gets first downs, and that's a, that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Um. Okay. Let, let's let's see. I, I had another guy on my radar here. I really wanted to talk about. Um. I thought this name was interesting because at one point he was just in the same game with OBJ, like just absolutely killing it. Um. Antonio Brown. Um. A guy who actually averaged 10 fantasy points per season uh, per per game last season. Excuse me. Why? What about Antonio Brown intrigues you? That
1: may intrigue me. <laughs> 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 so, Antonio Brown, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we thought maybe he'd never be playing football again with all the controversy around him. Uh, so it, it's it's kind of a refreshing situation where he's no longer the biggest deal where he is. Um, uh, you know, I think that... I think he's going to be a reliable fantasy wide receiver. I don't know if he's going to be someone that can really carry your wide receiver uh, through, through a season. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, he's in a great situation in terms of how much the defenses will have to, you know, cover Mike Evans, um, you know, the the even with this great Buccaneers defense, they seem to always try to find a way to move the ball through the air with this Tom Brady offense. Uh, I mean, the the running backs are a big part of their success, but they never they never really seem to stop passing the ball. Um, I, I I think there's I think there's an opportunity for him to improve. Mm. Um, certainly, you know, just being on the same team. Uh, for two years in a row. When was the last time he did that? Right. So, right.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. I, I kind of like the Antonio Brown factor here because, like, second year in the offense, playing with Tom Brady, right? More more chemistry. Um, kind of knows his role now, right? Has tasted the Super Bowl. Knows he just needs to shut up and play. And
1: uh, absolutely, you know, I think I think if you're Antonio Brown right now, you're just relieved that you're no longer. Uh, in the spotlight, as, as as strange as that might be to say about a player uh, with his history. Um, I think he's ready to just go to work every yeah. week. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, three three more guys, and then we'll
0: wrap it up here on the receivers, maybe pick it up a little bit next, next week with the tight ends, too. Um, Michael Gallup, the often forgot about, um, third member of the wide, uh, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver department. Why... What's going on with him? Where, where has he been?
1: Well, uh, he's you know he's a great wide receiver. Um, I think all of the Dallas wide receivers have have a big upside as long as Dak Prescott can stay healthy. Um, there's a chance they'll be throwing the ball more with this young defense that they have. Um, and then again, you know, he, he's he's not. Completely a stash player, but if Amari Cooper gets injured or C D Lamb gets injured, uh, his value shoots right up automatically. Um, but I, I think he's a low risk, you know, lower round draft pick. Yeah, for your fantasy yeah, draft. Like
0: uh, um, I'm trying to think where he would go. Maybe like 10th or 11th, 12th, 13th round, somewhere in that range. 10th, maybe even later than that. Maybe free agency. Well, that's what
1: I mean. I mean, sometimes with fantasy rosters, you get towards the end. There's no more obvious wide receiver picks. And you've got the kind of roster that's going to be leaning on your running backs. And maybe you have a great kicker and a good defense. But, uh, you know, it's easy to find a situation where you're trying desperately to just get something that's uh, not going to bust and maybe work out. Better than you expected to, and that's what I think Michael Gallup is. I think he's some guy. He might be the third or even fourth wide receiver that you draft. Wow, wow, that's a bold prediction.
0: Okay, I kind of like it though because I do think he's going to be still really productive. They'll have like a week or two where he like maybe nets you like just enough points to get a win. You know. Um, Yeah. Let's. I say three more. So two more. Russell Gage, Atlanta Falcons. Gonna be the number two guy over there. Um, is actually has been really productive. 72 catches for 7, seven or 86 yards, four touchdowns last year. Um, improved his numbers, doubled them from the year prior, and now he's in his fourth year. I, they're gonna throw a lot. I mean, they're gonna throw a lot, and I think, like, with between the middle of the field opening up, like Gage is gonna come running underneath some of those Z routes, run underneath pits, and just be. He's gonna be. He's open. <laughs> I do, I think like he's like a. Another tenth, eleventh, twelfth round guy that you can get fairly cheap, or whatever
1: you play. No, I I, I agree with yeah. that. I, I think, and uh, Atlanta, it's it's Atlanta's is a tough team to predict right now. They, I feel like they've kind of lost their identity, um, and uh, you know we'll see we'll see what uh, what kind of season we can get out of their quarterback. Um, because that, that's really what it comes down to is whether, you know, Matty Ice can uh, can start playing at a high level again. Matty Ice, boy, that, that hurt. <laughs> I really didn't like hearing that.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, I think I had one more here. Uh, th- so this guy intrigues me a lot. And I, I don't know if this is going to help him playing in Washington or not. But he's going to be playing next to Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel, um, a guy came from... Carolina. I think we were going over the free agency review. I loved his signing. I thought he would have been great in New England, like an in space kind of guy. Had over a thousand yards um, from scrimmage last year and four, to five touchdowns. Yeah, between rushing and receiving. No, but how is this guy? I mean, with Fitzpatrick and like, you know, like. So that's really that's
1: that's what makes good. it really interesting to me yeah. because uh, he he obviously does have the ability to be that guy. And this could be a situation where he just hasn't had the opportunities that he needs to be that guy. So it really comes down to what kind of chemistry he can develop with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because if, if he turns out to be the guy for Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could see his, his stat line just skyrocket. Um, so I, I, think, uh, I think that's a really uh, interesting one to keep your eye on. Um, uh, I'm not sure what kind of offense we're really going to see out of the Washington football team this year. Um, but uh, it, that, that's what's fun about bringing in a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is uh, it, uh, You to get anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: be prepared. <laughs> um, probably a guy that might go in like, let's see, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe like seventh or eighth round. You know, and considering like he has all that potential to sort of open it up, like Debo Samuel did, right. you know, um, probably on the same level as Debo Samuel, I, I completely forgot about him. I, I, he he got hurt last last year, right? So he didn't play, um, and was so good in his right. first year in San Francisco. You know, golly, that's another good one. Him and Debo Samuel, I think, will be really like because you can start. I mean, they're flex. They're the classic flex guys. You know, they get the receive, they get the rushing yards, they get the receiving yards. Like, but, but yet they play receiver. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You know, they're they're. I think they're decent tier receiver. Like, if you need one later at the end of the draft. So, okay. Well, uh, any. Closing thoughts on these receivers here, other than uh, you're trying out. You're trying. No, to no, out. this has been a lot of
1: fun. Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really prepared to do this uh, in-depth discussion of wide receivers, but uh, you know, we always pick something to to get to get deep into and it always gets me really excited for the upcoming season. This is, this is a really fun discussion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's, uh, I mean, you, you know, we got triggered by the NFL network. Like I said, it's been happening my whole life and I was going <laughs> yeah. to share with all of you to uh, finally game closure on it. But um, no, I, I think like, it's a very relevant conversation. We're coming up on fantasy football season. If anything, you're going to be sticking with us to make sure you win money. Um, you know, might as well get an early, uh, early look into some of the things we've been thinking about for months. And uh, once again, pitching a tent for the season, it's going to happen soon. I swear. And, uh, (laughs) um, and I think next week, man, we start go back over the scuttlebutt, some tight ends, maybe some more wide receiver fallout and, uh, pick this up and figure out how we can continue to survive the lull of the training camp and NFL preseason here. That's right. (laughs) It's getting dark. I mean, very dark. It's cold. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> so uh, and you know as always you can find us on uh, the Instagram at, at football podcast we're on Twitter football uh, football general podcast sorry I forgot about the general part and um, we're both on Instagram I'm at Bobby Law Trevor's at, at Geodude Trevor you got any other things you want to plug or you know toenails you want to mention no there? no just
1: just that uh, you know every every episode we do we're, we're one week closer to uh, what we what we really want and that's uh the 2021 season so uh bear with us and we'll get you there but, uh,
0: fall is coming folks fall is coming whatever. <laughs> whatever that means so uh to prepare for the white walkers there's gonna be a lot of us walking to our couch and looking for wings and beer and uh things to eat off the ground because we're gonna be there for a long time <laughs> <laughs> watching in full red zone and neglecting our pacific and others <laughs> so uh anywho Uh, It's always a blast, so thanks for listening as always, and uh, we're out.